Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to another episode of Happily Ever Random. Uh, this is, of course, Troy. And this jo- is Jenny. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that one. Um, <laughs> Jenny, you almost made me laugh again just now, by the way. Sorry. Um, and then we are excited to welcome a, I guess, reoccurring guest at this point yes. uh, back to the show. Uh, welcome our cousin Justin one more time. Hey, guys. Happy to be here as always. I'm fine. To- this is your what? Your third or fourth time? It's my third, I believe. Um, yeah. And I just. Okay. I like getting on and talking about this stuff. What can I say? <laughs> it's fun. It is fun. It, I, I think it's funny, like looking back now, we've been doing it almost a year now. December will be a year. And it has been so much more fun than I actually thought it would be. Like, I figured we were going to have fun. Don't get me wrong. But. <laughs> I, I feel like in the beginning, it was just the. Uh the worry of the like how we're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Now we kind of, we kind of, kind of figured it out a little bit, you know? Well, so debatable. I said a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but, uh, so tonight we are actually going to be going into a super fun topic that Justin actually requested to do with us. This was not actually a topic that Troy and I thought of ourselves. Um, it is supernatural creatures, or the official term, cryptozoology, which, by the way, Justin, when I first called it that, Troy was like, the fuck is that? Yeah, I've <laughs> never I've never heard it called cryptozoology before. So I actually had to explain, I'm like, you know, that's like the official term, right? He was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Biology for creatures that we can't prove exist. There you go. Yeah. We'll go into the official <laughs> definition in a minute. <laughs> so, I can't believe you didn't know the term, though. I mean, with all the shows that I know we watch and things that we talk about, mm-hmm. to have never heard of who it referred that way is a little surprising. I mean, um, just because it's something we we talk about it, I guess, without ever mentioning the official definition of cryptozoology. Yeah, we mentioned. Since- Especially since he's used the words cryptids mm-hmm. in our discussions about the episode. He's talked about, he's used the word cryptid. Well, that's because I started so. looking it up once I found out what <laughs> cryptozoology was. <laughs> Fair. Fair point. Every, every other time we've talked about something like this, it's been in like in passing during another episode. Yeah. And we just talk about the actual creature. We've never said yeah. what it actually is, though. True. Fair point. So... Well, Jen, tell us what exactly this definition is. Well, real quick, before we get to that disclaimer, everybody listening, we are not experts at all. (laughs) I mean, Justin might be the closest the three of us would get to an expert. (laughs) That's saying I'm I'm the biggest nerd in the bunch. That's all she's saying. (laughs) We're, We're just fans. Yeah, we're just really big nerds that like to learn about stuff. You know, so, but as an official definition, cryptozoology is a pseudoscience and subculture that searches for and studies unknown, legendary, or extinct animals whose present existence is disputed or unsubstantiated, particularly those popular in folklore, such as Bigfoot, the Loch Ness Monster, the Yeti chupacabra or like the jersey devil you know those kind of things uh cryptozoologists refer to these entities as cryptids 
a term coined by the subculture. And because it does not follow the scientific method, cryptozoology is considered a pseudoscience by mainstream science, meaning it is neither a branch of zoology nor of folklore studies. So, you know, there's your official definition. That's interesting, though. (laughs) You brought up a point in there that I never really considered, and that's the fact that cryptozoology contains creatures that have already existed. So it's not totally a supernatural thing. So for instance, right. And I guess I never really thought of it that way that that would be included in cryptozoology because I always believed the definition to to mean creatures with no proof of existence, not necessarily mm-hmm. creatures that have existed in before uh, that are now believed to have gone extinct. So the the first one that pops to mind there is like the Tasmanian tiger. Yeah, I was um, just thinking that the mm-hmm. dodo would be another one, even though pretty sure that one's extinct. But um, you know, uh, <laughs> but that goes into other facets of this, and then why people I think continue to believe in these animals that that are considered supernatural or mythological or folklorish. Um, go look up the coelacanth. I don't know how many how much you know about the coelacanth, but um. Mm-hmm. So the coelacanth was a fish. It's a prehistoric yeah, fish, it's a right? Fish that um, you know, uh, paleontologists have believed had gone extinct somewhere around the time of the dinosaurs, around sixty-five million years ago. And then one was found mm-hmm. in a net off the coast of Africa in the nineteen thirties, and they found several more examples of it since then. So I mean, it's still alive and out there. So I mean. It just goes to show you that maybe sometimes we really don't know everything that's out there. Yeah, I mean, we, of course, this is what everyone says. We'll probably get into this on another episode, but we apparently know more <laughs> about space than we do about the ocean. So who knows well, what exactly Troy is Troy doesn't there. believe that, but... I, I don't start. <laughs> I never said that I don't believe about us knowing about space. <laughs> You just don't think we've gone to the moon. I'm not sure if we have. We'll we'll <laughs> dive in that later. Just go back to what this episode's about. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That's funny. So, um, so I wanted to ask Justin, you specifically, because I know you're really interested in this kind of topic like I am. When did you really first become interested in this? Because I think I might have actually become interested in it because of you. <laughs> because I, I think you actually introduced me to that show destination truth with josh gates back when he had that his first show on sci-fi and I, and honestly i think that's kind of what it goes back to i mean is i i've watched shows whether it be with william when he was little uh, it started with with the ghost adventures crew i mean uh, and then uh I started watching that with William and that eventually changed over. And like you said, came on with Josh Gates, first show on destination truth. Um, it was just a favorite mm-hmm. show of mine. And then from there, you know, by that point, that was what, like 2005 ish, Jenny. Yeah, that was, yeah. So, I mean, early 2000, by then I could go on and look up things as they came on the show. If I'd never heard of it before. And he just introduced me to a lot of, legends out there that i just didn't know existed and then 
try you know watching stuff like that seeing how legends from across the world tie together you know that similar cultures have Mm -hmm. similar creatures in their legends i mean so that just yeah goes to show you that again it all comes back to maybe we really don't know what's out there i mean are these people seeing something that or have they seen something or did they have contact with animals that you know who's to say that these animals if they exist are not in the smallest of populations you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. a hundred animals worldwide the animal exists doesn't necessarily mean that humans are ever going to come in contact with one and there's new species being discovered all the time i mean Mm -hmm. in real zoology if you want to think of it in those terms yeah you know there's areas in the philippines and around cambodia and stuff like that where they find an average of like 50 new species a year most of them are insects but still i mean these from the insect up to the largest creature who knows if it still exists or not or if it did exist or if it currently exists and there's just such a small population that we don't get a chance to see them and interact with them. Justin, to kind of go off that point, you were talking about how there's always things that are being, you know, discovered or found or anything. I, whenever we were, whenever I was getting ready for this episode, one of the things was I saw a video from the Joe Rogan experience mm-hmm. when he has the the wildlife expert. I can't remember the guy's name, um, but is it Galant? Forrest Galant? Is that the guy? I don't know that. I don't know. That sounds anyways, familiar. Anyways, he's a like an expert with different wildlife around the world, everything. And he was saying how you you'll you never know what's out there. Like there can be anything because if you think about it, there's mountain lions everywhere. Mm-hmm. But people will go their entire life in mountain lion country and never see a mountain lion. Isn't that crazy? Well, I've, li- I've lived nuts. out here for five years now. I've seen them on trail cameras on my street, and I've never seen one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like they're everywhere. There was they were saying that the the big story. There was one like big mountain lion in L.A. Mm-hmm. that someone like caught a cam a picture of him like in front of the Hollywood sign, like a huge mountain lion. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, they said it had to be euthanized because he got hit by a car. But Aww. I think That's I sad. read. But still, that, like you. Actually. Uh, but like you said, you you never know what we're gonna find if we don't even see what we already know of. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy to think that. Yeah, have you ever really been interested in this, Troy? Before preparing for this um, episode, I mean, were you really into supernatural creatures? Kind of not super into it. Um, occasionally, like whenever it came to like whenever Bigfoot started getting really big again, like um, in the past few years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whenever they were talking about the the thylacine, the Tasmanian tiger, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I got I got kind of into that one, looking into it. But then some of the other ones, I've just I don't like scary movies, so I'm kind of freaked out to kind of think <laughs> about these things sometimes. I know yeah. it seems like they've made a so. it seems like they made a scary movie out of every supernatural creature now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't. Well, and speaking of scary movies, like one of the reasons that I became interested in this stuff was the TV show Supernatural, with you know the two brothers that like travel around the country hunting monsters, basically. And the 
when it when the show first started, like the first season, maybe the first couple seasons, the whole premise of it was basically like to have a horror movie every week. Like that was kind of like their idea was to make the TV show like a horror movie every week. So, and, but then it became more about like the, they brought in like the demons and the angels and like the prophecies and that whole thing, you know, so it kind of veered off a little. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, so actually a couple of them that I, a couple of the supernatural creatures I have to talk about were came from that show. Like that's where I found out about them because the, the creators of the show, the writers of the show used actual lore like in like real life lore to use on the show like real creatures or real you know whatever you want to say well they um, did to use on the show i mean the, so. the predecessor to that would be something like the x-files that did the same thing yeah Chris carter used to all of those creatures he pulled what you know were from stories that he had read and lore that he had discovered and creatures that he had found you know the yeah. episodes that weren't about aliens um were usually about some kind of cryptid or something like that and, mm-hmm. and so i actually bought a book i have it with me because I, I wanted to pull it up you about nerd. one of them it's called the supernatural book of monsters spirits demons and ghouls <laughs> that sounds <laughs> and like a cool book i would actually like to read it that. actually really <laughs> is um and it it has two of them in here that i was gonna bring up so I, that's why I have the book with me. I actually have another book, Justin, that you'd probably really be interested in. It's called The Mythology of Supernatural. I'm reading it off my my bookshelf. That's why I'm leaning over. <laughs> it's called The Mythology of Supernatural, The Signs and Symbols Behind the Popular TV Show. That's cool. It's actually really cool. Oh, and the you'd first like season it. sounds pretty good. I may have to give that first season a look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's good. I like it. <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, I like I, I mentioned earlier, like I started getting into it from Josh Gates's Destination Truth, his first show. And then, of course, the one he has now, which is Expedition Unknown, um, which this one really does more into like legends instead of like creatures. Well, he, bro- but, he broke off Expedition X, too. With that yeah, and game. they do more of the creatures. Yeah, that's closer to what Destination so, Truth used to be. Yeah. But I love Josh Gates. I think he's awesome. Anybody that doesn't know who he is, look him up. Watch his shows. He's super cool. He's like real life Indiana <laughs> Jones without the knockers. Yeah. Like, I want to be his best friend. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I did want to say, like, normally when you mention supernatural creatures or cryptids or whatever, people are going to obviously think of, like, Bigfoot or... Loch Ness Monster or the Yeti, you know, things like that. Those are like the pretty popular, typical ones you think of. Mm -hmm. So I kind of wanted to like really delve into some other creatures that aren't so well known. Okay. So. Okay. um, And Justin, you and I had talked a couple weeks ago. You and I were texting about, I, I texted you to make sure you still wanted to do this episode and you were like, yeah, I'm totally down. And I said, you know, I wanted to do, I wanted to talk about creatures that aren't so well known. Like, I don't want to do just Bigfoot or the Yeti. And you responded and you were like, oh yeah, I've got a bunch of ideas. Like I, I've been really interested in this one thing. And you kind of explained what it was. And I remember I replied and I was like, wait, that sounds like it's 
the same thing as this. Yeah, I don't remember the word you used. I was actually and I I said a tulpa. Tulpa. A tulpa. A tulpa. And you were like, "Yeah, that's another name for it." And my response was, "Oh my god, we are the biggest nerds in the world." Pride in it. If nothing else, the Big Bang Theory taught us to take pride in our nerddom. <laughs> yes. But you're right. If you but... want to go off the beaten path, I mean, uh, obviously, you, you have to talk about Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster a little bit, because that's what starts the entire genre. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Bigfoot... That's like the introduction right, to Bigfoot this. legends go back, you know... And there's not to say that there's not other less lesser known creatures that legends don't go back just as far, but Bigfoot legends go back a long way. The Loch Ness monster sightings go back to the you know mid 1500s or something like that. When That's what I was thinking. Got written down. Um, so you got to discuss them a little. They started the whole genre, but there's so mm-hmm. many other creatures out there possibly that. Um, <laughs> that exist that or at least are enough to talk about that it's such a wider genre than just the bigfoots and just the Loch Ness monsters mm-hmm. so yeah i i was really excited to bring up some of those especially these this new concept of creature that you wanted uh, that you talked about a minute ago the tulpa um what was the name of it that you said so what yeah what is that so a tulpa and there's other words for it but in essence it's it's a creature that is willed into existence by the belief of a group of people. So let's say I saw something one night out in my driveway, then you, I told you two about it, and you two believe my story so much that our conscious belief of it willed this creature into existence. So one of the creatures that they're believing is this now is a monster called the Rake, which is like a humanoid creature that walks on all fours, pointy teeth, demonish looking, but not supernatural. And so this came into existence several years ago, but I mean, this is a, a recent legend that people started talking about this creature called the Rake, and it spread like wildfire, went viral, people sending videos. And then so there, the belief is that since everyone believe so hard and then the videos got passed around and people who had never seen it started believing in it that they essentially that everyone's belief in it essentially willed this creature into existence and now you're seeing more footage of them online um the youtube videos and from like this that. image that i just saw i don't want to see one yeah no <laughs> uh, yeah and i'm a, i'm a fan of a show called a paranormal caught on camera and they've shown or, I like that show yeah, too. Three or four instances of this rake creature, and it's not something I would ever want to see or hear. I mean, it sounds like it's screaming, and and then, like I said, walks on all fours in that really creepy way. Yeah, and... this thing, um, this thing. Yes, yeah, that thing. Fuck, fuck that. <laughs> I hey, I'm with you on that. I second that. Ugh. I mean, well, from what I'm reading in this book, for, uh, okay, so I'm, I'm looking into the Supernatural book that I have, um, the TV show Supernatural, on tulpas. It even says, um, we've gone back and forth over the question of whether poltergeists are a kind of tulpa. It says, poltergeists are often created when traumatized kids externalize their trauma. 
Yeah, seems to us that you've got a thought form there. That's what the whole movie Poltergeist was. The premise of that was a traumatized child willing this poltergeist into existence. So, even even something like that could be considered a tulpa. It's it's funny because uh, this concept is actually a thing for like two different types of anime that I'm that I watch. (laughs) Justin, I don't know if you're into anime or not, but. One of them, it's a newer a newer anime that came out that it's about, like, they call them devils. Uh-huh. But the devils come out from the, from, like, people's fears, basically. Yeah. So that's... if there is a large enough fear of something, there will be a devil created that embodies that fear. That's pretty much the exact definition of a rake, a culprit. Yeah. Uh, some of these creatures like that. Another example of that would be like uh, a Slender Man, would be, and that's yeah. more on the supernatural ghost entity what? side of yeah. things. Yeah. But what about Skinwalkers? See, Skinwalkers are one of those that. Go ahead. I Jim. wouldn't consider that a tulpa. I, and see, I wouldn't either because. The reason I ask is because those pictures of the 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 rake or whatever just for some reason makes me think of. That's what a skinwalker would look like if they're not impersonating right. something, or you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, can, I can understand that belief, but the the idea of a skinwalker goes back to Native American lore, at least in in, yeah. in America. Like um, I know there's other right, yeah, something. and I know there's other creatures that are like that across the world, but for the most part, if we're going to talk the term skinwalker, that's a Native American belief of a like a shapeshifter. Mm-hmm. Um, some mm-hmm. some would say more of like a supernatural being like a ghost is, type entity is it the same thing yeah. as the wendigo no 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 wendigo is a different one and that's actually that one that, that i American that's actually also. one that I, I i had on my list to talk about was a wendigo 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 i don't know how right. I, was, wendigo, I say wendigo i mean um those are those <laughs> are another why do these creatures have to be so scary <laughs> Because the Wendigo is really Why can't scary. they just look like a teddy bear? Exactly. Oh, no. That's even, that's even worse. I feel worse. like that would be just as bad. Like, that's even worse in some ways. Like, And for you horror fans out there, the Five Nights at Freddy's teddy bear popped into my head when she said Ooh, that. I haven't seen it I want to see the movie. I've only seen the kids play the game. I haven't seen the movie. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I've only seen the game. But that oh, teddy bear would be so much worse. Yeah. Uh, I was being sarcastic when I said that, by the way. <laughs> but but skinwalkers, I mean, and, and Wendigo, for that matter, those are both Native American lore when you're talking mm-hmm. at least mm-hmm. North America, Central America, that, that area. That's more of like an Indian culture, Native American thing. And that goes back to, um, you know, the, the, the skinwalker specifically is in the, what is it, the U- Uinta Basin in Utah where skinwalker yeah. ranch um yeah that's a big like popular, skinwalker canyon right the it's the uinta basin uh in northern utah is where that story seems to originate from and the, there's a tri- uh, a former indian tribe why does tribe not sound right is that right um anyway mm-hmm. there's a former indian tribe that um that that skinwalker belief came from um that lived in that area that has persisted to this day. I mean, and if you watch some of those shows on Skinwalker Ranch or, uh, you know, on Skinwalkers themselves, that's a, a creepy area. There's weird things that happen yeah. out there. 
Um, that episode of Ghost Adventures that they did there was really good. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah. and skinwalkers are a terrifying creature. Um, when when you think about what they do, you know, they lure people. They. Oh. Kenna jokingly always says that she sometimes thinks Sylvester is a skinwalker, our dog. Sylvester. Because he'll just, like, stand there and stare at, at you real creepily sometimes. <sighs> like, he'll be, like, real still. And like just stare stare you down, and she's like, "He is a total skinwalker, mom. Not, it's creepy." Not that sweet looking boy behind you, right there. <laughs> I know he's so sweet. <laughs> I don't want to come over anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but um, since we kind of mentioned the w- Wendigo, um, I, I can't call it a Wendigo. I gotta say Wendigo. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> Weirdo. Uh, we can go kind of into that one too. That I actually came across from the TV show Supernatural. They did an entire episode of that was the monster they were hunting down that week. Um, <laughs> it was kind of a cool episode too. Uh, but like Justin said, that one kind of originates with the folklore of like the Plains and Great Lakes natives, uh, as well as some First Nations. Um, and it's said to be like a malevolent spirit. Sometimes depicted as a creature with human-like characteristics. Sometimes said to possess humans. So I've also I guess just depends it, on which legend you're looking into. Right, because I've also seen it as a um, a humanoid form with a deer's head and a huge rack of antlers. Yeah, they even made yeah, a, a I've horror seen that movie too. called Antlers that was about the Wendigo creature. In this case, it was a shape-shifting from a man into a wendigo yeah Uh, so is that the one where i don't know if it's the same movie but i saw i've seen like clips of a movie where it's like the body of like a big like a horse or like a giant deer or something yeah deer but the head of it is a man's torso with antlers probably that's a long like it had like torsos like with arms and then antlers coming out of the shoulders and then like eyes on its chest was like generally if there's antlers involved it's it's talking about a wendigo because that's the only creature i know of at least that that they describe as having antlers the one from supernatural i'm just going to hold the book up to the screen so you guys can see it this is the one that they yeah illustrated for the book that was in the show well it didn't have antlers i've heard your legend of it too though jenny when it could be a possession type situation well so the one that they did in the show was that they um where do i have it that they are a malevolent cannibalistic supernatural creature Mm -hmm. and so it happens basically when uh, when when Wendigo is created, when a human being resorts to cannibalism to survive, that's it. that's how they're created. That was the the that was the legend they used in the TV show for the Wendigo, um, and it says that whenever they would eat another person, it would grow in proportion to the meal it had just eaten, so it could never be full. Yeah, everything everything that I'm seeing is saying no matter how much human flesh that it eats, its hunger is never satisfied. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's like a, and that would go along with that possession theory of it. And, mm-hmm. um, and everything I see is saying evil spirit also yeah, evil with the Wendigo. spirit takes over. Yeah, and it create it's a monster that's created basically. Wendigos aren't. Yeah, they wouldn't be considered your typical like 
animal. They're not created right. in the same way, for instance, we think Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster might be an actual creature that is birthed, born, grows right. up, reproduces, mm-hmm. you know, throughout time. A Wendigo would be more on the supernatural side yeah. of things. Um, like, or even the, like paranormal side. Right. Yeah, this one right here, they're saying that um, legends say that Wendigo were once human beings. There's a popular version of the story where Wendigo is formed um, whenever a human being resorted to cannibalism, even if it were done in order to survive. When a person consumes the flesh of another human being, he or she is believed to be overcome by evil spirits and transformed into a Wendigo. Wendigo. Yeah. That's similar to what I've read and what I've heard. Um, yeah. Is that they're, yeah they're, <clears throat> I was just reading a different they're story. They're created for it. like that. There's different thoughts on how these creatures look, obviously, with no physical proof of any of these animals. I mean, right. it's, it can still be <laughs> left open to interpretation what mm-hmm. they actually look like. I mean, we have a pretty good idea of what a Bigfoot would look like based on our own fossil record, um, Australopithecus, which lived as, you know, as long as a million two million years ago um was a bigfoot i mean it was a giant ape that stood 12 feet tall you know looked just like bigfoot so i think that's where all of our legends and theories ultimately come from is that fossil record of of past but then there's these other creatures like the wraith like the um uh, the wendigo um certain creatures that more of the supernatural type that that it's left open to interpretation what they might look yeah. like. I, well, who wants to go next? Troy, um, do you have one? Yeah, another one that this this one might be a little bit more well-known than the the Wendigo and the Rake, stuff like that. But it's not. I guess it's not as what you could say mainstream, maybe, <laughs> as Bigfoot and the Yeti. I don't know if me and Justin know of it. Uh, but, no, no, y'all definitely know of it. It's uh, the the Jersey Devil. Oh, yeah. That's pretty – that would I, – I would consider that – That's what I'm saying. It's not as mainstream, but it's still I, known. Well, I mean, honestly, at this point, I mean, because they've done – like, there was a movie about it. I think, like, Richard Gere was – no, he was Mothman Prophecies. I'm sorry. I don't know that Not, there was a movie about it. There was an X-Files episode about it. I think there was a movie about the Jersey Devil. Like, I think it's – at least for people Jersey. that – at least, I don't know. Maybe it's not as mainstream as I think it is. Maybe it's just because I, I think it's am a, a nerd and know about it's this just stuff. Y'all are nerds. Well, I, I know about it, obviously. <laughs> I mean, because I am such a nerd. But I think it's more of a regional thing in this case because the Jersey Devil yeah. is known. If you go talk to somebody up in the Northeast around Jersey, they know exactly what that is. They can probably oh, yeah. describe it to you. They oh, can yeah. probably, you know, my aunt's friend's cousin saw one, you know, that kind of deal. But. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Texas, we're not going to know something like that as well. The Jersey Devil is an think... interesting creature, though. I mean, now, now you're talking real cryptid type. Very few, yeah. very small population. Looks kind of like a gargoyle in most of the drawings I've seen. Yeah. Yeah, this one it's showing like the head of a ram, the torso of a human with claws, bat wings, and then like horse legs. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I've seen that. The goat legs, <laughs> the um So it's definitely the they very all have supernatural the, They all have the leathery bat wings that I've seen. Like Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, th- and pretty much everyone up in that area believes in it, mm-hmm. like for real. Like there was the the episode that Josh Gates did on the Jersey Devil, the town that he went to where there were a lot of sightings and stuff. Like they, they and they like fully played into it too. Like this town like played into it to make money off of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like they sold souvenirs and all kinds of stuff, <laughs> but pretty much everyone in that town all believed, like truly believed in it. It wasn't just like, oh yeah, I know somebody that thinks that they saw it, but like everyone truly believed it, you know? Yeah. And I remember that. And, and, and if you're in a regional area like that, especially small towns, I mean, for you, for those of you that don't know, I mean, I live in a very small town. The beliefs run strong in a small town, whether it's towards the football team or towards animals that are in the area. You know what I'm saying? The <laughs> beliefs run small in a small town, uh, run deep in a small town, and and this town, like Jenny said, they they totally were buying into it, whether it be on the profit side, which cryptids make for tons of money. That's what a cash cow. Yeah. And um. But the fact is that these people really believed what they were selling in this case. I mean, literally, they believed in the creature they the were The Pine selling. Barrens. Yeah. That's what I was trying to think of the area. It's the Pine Barrens mm-hmm. in Jersey. But yeah, the Jersey Sorry. Devil to me is a really interesting one. Um, and, and America is thick with folklore on creatures like this. I mean... Um, so I don't remember much about the Jersey Devil. So remind me, either one of y'all, did it? does it say that it actually like attacked people or was it just like something that was seen in the sky what what exactly was the story behind it from Troy? from what i've seen it's not from, or from the little that i've seen there hasn't been like attacks or anything but it's just been outside of like small rural towns forest um, areas yeah and they were saying mm-hmm. that, uh, one version of the story is that there was a lady in the 18th century, Mother Leeds, who gave birth to a dozen perfectly normal children, but her 13th pregnancy ended in disaster, resulting in the Jersey Devil. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I, and I don't know exactly why, but I'm gonna guess there's some religion mixed in with that story. <laughs> Probably <laughs> a witch, <laughs> but but I I've feel the same like i i don't remember or recall any time ever hearing of actual attacks by the jersey devil this was more of just a a cryptid sighting and for that matter i don't remember hearing of actual attacks on a lot of these creatures i mean a lot of these strictly are what you would consider cryptid animals that the ones that are actual creatures right jersey devil the ones that are more on the supernatural side that's where you start getting into your attacking of the humans. attacks yeah um i just found that apparently published in january of 2021 on uh, fox news that a man claimed to have been attacked by the jersey devil and that there was a hand coming through the window of his car boy wouldn't have been that would have been something that video of Right. Every horror story brought to life. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the one thing that makes me so skeptical of a lot of these is that there's so many people that say they've seen it, but there's no like pictures, no videos, you know, like nobody can show you Mm -hmm. the actual 
evidence or whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I understand exactly where you're coming from, but in essence, that's what makes them cryptids instead of yeah regular animals. I mean, now in this new digital age, I mean, we're getting more of the things that you're talking about. The problem is, is that these legends run old and a lot of them at least run old and you're not going to have those things you're going to have eyewitness accounts but you're not going to have these videos um but you're right um and for me i'll i'll take it even one step further and where i have trouble believing okay just for instance in the case of bigfoot so many different variations of bigfoot exist there's so much physical evidence quote unquote from footprints to hairs to this and that but there's never been a body found there's never been right you know how has nobody run across a dead one you know i i just find it as much as i want to believe in it and believe me there's so many excellent accounts of it from videos trail cams things of that nature people hiking in the middle of nowhere that see something in a valley that shouldn't exist, you know, anywhere out here, mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know, from, well, there's also been that real recent video from Colorado too. the people on that like tour bus or whatever. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that one? I don't know that I've seen that one actually. Is that the one of like something on the top of the mountain or whatever? No, it was, I saw that one. Jenny. Or am I thinking of something You're else? This of one was, one, uh, I think, Jenny, cause I know. Am I thinking one. of the one that people said there was a giant on the mountain or something? I think no, that's what it I'm was. Of. This one was from two weeks ago. Oh, well, that's not what I'm thinking of. <laughs> so I can try to show y'all. I don't know if you'll be able to exactly see it very well with the sharing. Okay. But, um, me a full screen it's right here in the middle do you oh, see it yeah i see that this yeah. is from this is from two weeks ago see that's crazy so much He's right over my mouse so much yeah. video and yet there's never been an actual physical evidence of it found but with it this blends one, in perfectly though doesn't mm-hmm. it but with this one because <laughs> of how it's walking people are saying of course just like all of them it might oh, be a guy a, in a ghillie suit. It might yeah, be a guy in a, a costume. And, in a costume. But, like Justin said, this is the more digital that we get and everything, the more technology, it's we're going to see a lot more of stuff. Mm-hmm. Agree. Yep. And I'm not the one to say that video can't be faked and this and that, but when you start getting into some of these creatures uh, in different areas around the country, around the world, they can't all be faked. You know what right. I'm saying? Same thing with UFO sightings. They can't all right. be fake. I'm still on the fence about the whole UFO alien thing, but I, I agree with your point. Yeah, the point being made. <laughs> I mean, if you really want to get into it, like, I mean, you 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 hear, let's use the UFO sightings for an example. You hear people talk about them, but then to experience it yourself, which personally I feel mm-hmm. that I have out here where I live. And it didn't fill me, you know, truth be told, I wasn't filled with awe and wonder and, and like, it, it was a weird thing. Like, I don't, I wouldn't want to see another one, if that makes sense. Like, um, I felt watched, like, yeah. you know, just seeing something like that made me feel uncomfortable. And, and I think that 
a cryptid would be the same way. It, I wouldn't want to fake a video of something that I don't feel like I would want to see twice. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to feel uncomfortable mm -hmm. like that again. I don't want to to be scared of something that could, in essence, possibly harm me. I mean, a lot of these creatures are big and scary. You know what I'm saying? And I, I can't see people, especially thousands and thousands of people, faking that just for five seconds of glory in which... How many of these people has their video never even been seen by anyone outside of their own family or people they've showed it to? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you can just as easily go on YouTube and find a video with 5 million hits as you can one with 7 hits. You know? I mean, so it just... I just can't see everything being fake. This world mm -hmm. is so huge and so so vast i mean just for example where i again where i live i mean i could go five minutes from my house and be in the middle of the woods and that tiny speck of land there could be a weird creature that's never been seen before in all of existence you know what i'm saying maybe this new ant that makes this hill only in this <laughs> five mile radius of my house you know what i'm saying that, yeah. that you feel like the speck that you're in in this planet is so small that how can some of this stuff not exist? That's how I feel. Yeah, no, I completely agree. The next one that I wanted to kind of bring up to you guys, um, I don't, again, not any type of expert. I don't know a lot about any of these, but this one I don't really know a lot of <laughs> compared to the others. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. <laughs> compared to the others. Okay. Um, and I'm going to butcher this name probably, but it is the Mokele Mbembe. Where's the, where's it originate? This is from the deep dense jungles of central Africa. That name just sounds so familiar. It does now that you sound said it familiar. Again. I feel it's like, the... did Josh Gates do a show on it? Did an episode on it? I think so. Yeah. Or something similar to it. <laughs> he probably did then. Um, okay go ahead but what is it this is a centuries old like like all of these centuries old folklore legend from central africa where it is what everyone sees is basically a something that represents or resembles a brontosaurus or a diplodocus or something like that Littlefoot. So it is like Littlefoot, yes. Does he eat tree stars? <laughs> I don't know if they have tree stars in Africa, but... <laughs> Real Whoops. quick, funny story about tree stars, Justin. Um, not too long after Troy started dating Angelica, I sent him this like meme, and it said, if she doesn't know what a tree star is, she's too young for you, bro. And he asked her, like, do you know what a tree star is? And she was like, the fuck is that? Oh, no. <laughs> just Once we explained it to her, she was like, oh, I knew what that was. Yeah. She just didn't realize it when she first read it, but it was so funny. <laughs> and tree stars look just like maple leaves. Like, that's all they are. They were eating they, maple trees. They do. <laughs> so, anyways, go ahead with your little foot. <laughs> uh, the legend of the strange animal date back 
centuries passed down through generations of indigenous tribes in Central Africa. Um, the term loosely translates to one who stops the flow of rivers. So apparently in legend, this thing is gigantic. Well, and if you follow traditional dinosaur lore, then um, that's exactly what a creature like that did, was stood in the water a lot um, to support yeah. their heavy weight. Um, something I just confirmed that I had thought, you know, when I heard about this, uh, it jumped into my brain that this was like, a, a, like you say, a Diplodocus brontosaurus, a Patasaurus, whatever species of that you want to call it. But that it was much smaller, and and the accounts that I'm reading say anywhere from the size of a hippo to the size of an elephant. So that's what I was thinking. It would be more, way smaller than your traditional yeah. fossilized dinosaur. For it to, but for it to be able to live in the sort of jungle that is this young compared to dinosaurs, uh, it would. There's no way it would be the size of what fossils would have been. Exactly. By the way. Josh Gates did do an episode on this creature on Destination Truth. That's why you and I knew I what it was, so. Justin. I mean, it sounded familiar <laughs> when he said it. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, they search the swamps of Lake Benguelo. I think I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm, I'm butchering that, but it's in Zambia. Zambia. Yeah, and I'm reading so. Zambia, Cameroon, um, countries in that area. And so I I had heard about this before, and. I think it's awesome. I mean, um, if an if an animal like that, a thought to be extinct in this case, I would say this is a dinosaur. Like, just looking at all the pictures of it, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. This is a dinosaur. Mm -hmm. It's a cryptid, but this is a dinosaur. If something like that were to exist in life or to, to be found to have lived down throughout the generations, even in tiny, tiny populations, um, I think that would be amazing. Like... Uh, dinosaurs or legends of dinosaurs such as another one i'm going to bring up which is the the yaoi um that they're the most fascinating to me um and to me possibly some of the most plausible form of an actual cryptid existing um i i do think that that the the Creatures along those lines, dinosaurs um, being one of them, are the most realistic in, 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 in having passed down generationally, um, and it would also explain their existence in um, legends from early human civilization, um, mm -hmm. that if something like these creatures were to exist, um, whether it be through legend or folklore, then the, the, that's the most realistic chance of, of an actual cryptid being found is something that has survived in small populations when thought to be extinct, like the dinosaurs, like the yetis, um, like your uh, Loch Ness monsters, which uh, is technically, if you look at the shape and size and the way they draw it, is a dinosaur, a plesiosaur. I was about to say, um, it looks a like kind of like a, yeah, a, a type yeah. of plesiosaur that, that would have a smaller version of it. See, this is where Troy's nerdness comes in as dinosaurs. Oh, God, I love A little, a little bit. <laughs> I've loved dinosaurs since uh, I was a kid. I mean, um, what, what guy doesn't love dinosaurs? Exactly. <laughs> we all have little plastic ones somewhere in our history that we used to make fight each other. Uh, Grandma still has them. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I'm sure the, I started the Triceratops with teeth. Like, that doesn't yeah, make sense. I started him. <laughs> Troy played with him when he was growing up. Um, but as he said, does it really? I've never noticed yeah, that. It's Troy. green. It's green with a red head and it has white teeth. I've never noticed that. <laughs> Isn't that the one from He Man? I think um, it is. The redheaded that, Triceratops or whatever. Yeah. Not gonna lie, that's a little bit past my uh, childhood. You mean before. Or before my childhood, so. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Justin. <laughs> um, I earned but, all of my gray hair. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. For going off a little bit. Uh, growing up, Grandma had He-Man like, action figures and stuff. But they were never in the toy box. They were always like in her dresser in one of the top drawers. Yeah, she kept them saved. Mm-hmm. I still yeah, have a few I, of them, actually. I don't know. Yeah, uh, she like put them away to save I have them. A for little, yeah, I have a little case full of them <laughs> that I keep in in my closet um, that she was saved for me, and then I got it from her. So that's mm-hmm. awesome. And they're they're remaking <laughs> He Man. If you want that chance to be young again, <laughs> I'll probably be, look into it's it. It's gonna be like do. it's gonna be more like an anime. So anyway, speaking um, of toys and grandmas, though. Real quick, speaking of toys at Grandma's, Troy, I was over there today because I took her some dinner, and um, she picked up something from the bar and said, is this yours, or is this Kenna's? It was a hacky sack. And I was like, no, that would be Troy's, and he took it out last time him and David were over here to let David play with it, and she was like, oh, I was wondering where it came from. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so that had to be Troy, because mine would have been a koosh ball. Oh, I love we we did grow up playing with koosh balls, especially at Clifton, at Clifton. during during lunch. Yeah, we and started that. You're welcome. Oh, thank you. With the with the four squares yes. and everything, we started that. Yeah, at it lunch. was awesome. And spikes and everything else. Yeah, we, yep. we played it with volleyball rolls. <laughs> um, but we were mm-hmm. good at it. Um, we got pretty good. Oh yeah, no, I mean I imagine, but yeah, koosh balls would have been my thing. Hacky sacks would have been somebody else oh, i know pam so had hacky sex too um mm-hmm. so back anyway back to sorry. cryptids um yes i like the idea of dinosaurs the dinosaur coming down, which goes into another one because there's several theories of uh, or cryptids that exist that are more like dinosaurs and the next one would be the the yowie or the burringer as it's also described locally in australia um this one is more of the predatory type dinosaur, three uh, three toes, long arms, bipedal, runs, sharp teeth, um, but small, um, small enough to. I'm hide. seeing something different. How is it? I was about to say, how is it spelled? Is it Y O W I E? Yeah, is that not the one I'm looking for? Because I just I just looked it up just to like so I could see what it looked like, and it says that it's. Australia's Bigfoot is called the Yowie. Okay, yeah, then that's I'm what wrong I'm about, Then the correct name that I need to come in with is the Burringer, because I knew what I was thinking of. I just picked the wrong name, apparently. Um, B- okay, B- I was confused. If you're looking, it's B-U-R-R-U-N-J-O-R. I don't know how to do the share thing. It's I see it. the little oh. box with the arrow at the bottom. Yeah, I found it. So yeah, this is the one I found. Its body kind of looks like a kangaroo almost. This is the one I found. Mm-hmm. To me, it looks like a okay. little little raptor. 
Oh, okay. I remember this one now. Yeah, small That's enough right. to hide in the bushes in uh, Australia. Um, causes uh, lots of uh, death to the local livestock. Um, is kind of where they find it. And then they're, they're saying proof of it through stuff like way different um, teeth mark patterns. Um, I don't know. But I found this hmm. one very interesting. Um, just like I, I find a lot of these uh, older cryptids like this, or uh, the dinosaur cryptids like this, to be really interesting to me. Um, as I said, because I think it's something that could exist. But the Burringer, um, Australian cattle ranchers throughout the 1950s re were reporting a large creature leaving bipedal tracks and eating their livestock, which is kind of where this picked up in the mainstream sometime in the 1950s. Um, it's been an aboriginal legend for, for quite some time. Um, but for anybody not looking or not wanting to look it up, it is a raptor-type looking uh, dinosaur creature estimated to be anywhere from like 10 to 20 feet long and um, hides in the deep brush in the Australian outback. 10 to 20 feet long, that put it probably, what, like 8 feet tall maybe? Something like that. Ish, small, somewhere around there? Small enough yeah. to hide in the bush out there, mm -hmm. um, but still a but big enough, big to enough hunt down size cattle. to hunt down cattle and livestock. Yeah. Another Josh Gates. Uh, mm-hmm. Winner. Yeah, I actually just saw a picture of him on Google when they were talking about the Berenger. Mm -hmm. <laughs> See, you should watch his shows, Troy. He's awesome. I mean, I've been looking for new shows. So, I I don't know. If, how, Destination Truth, you'd probably have to get it off of Prime. Peacock. Oh, is it on Peacock? On Peacock, I believe. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Never mind. You can get it on Peacock, Troy. <laughs> They're weird to watch um, now, too, because remember, it was only 30 minutes. So like yeah. it's two fifty, and it was a long time ago too. So it's like old technology. It's fun to watch too. Now. So that's funny. Um, but Are Expedition there... Unknown is on Discovery um, Plus and uh, Max. Discovery Plus or Max. Yeah, so okay. you can use my Max, Troy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's actually I have it actually saved under my favorites or whatever it is, my list or whatever. Um, Justin, is there any? modern day bipedal predator like this i mean obviously humans but i mean oh, like yeah. a creature. but i mean <laughs> i know what you're going for and and to my knowledge no um that there's not any type of like lizard type creature like this that that comes to mind that would be living today the closest living relative that is a known creature is uh called it's called the terror bird i don't know if you've ever looked it up yeah but it lived uh, about ten thousand years ago um in south america it was about a nine mm -hmm. nine foot tall um had the huge toe claw like the raptors in jurassic park um, and it was like a real it was like a shorter <sighs> like thick beak too yeah it had one of the best scenes ever when it like taps it. on the floor <laughs> but they um <laughs> <laughs> so that would be like the the most recent living relative of a creature like this so um there yeah. is no record um but for any of you out there that might own chickens you know that's a bipedal predator like i mean um <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say i was wondering where he was going with that <laughs> i was gonna say like the only thing i could think of that is the closest to this would be predatory 
birds of prey. But of course they're flying. They're not running on two feet <laughs> in the outback. <laughs> when you see those shirts, man, that say uh, I raise tiny dinosaurs with pictures of chickens on it. I mean, honestly, that's totally what I can see a group of small raptors like this being like i mean mm -hmm. the way that chickens they hunt i don't know if you've ever seen it but they will hunt um i've watched my chickens catch and kill a snake um i've watched them. i think the best one is when your rooster tries to attack the dogs when the dogs try to go yeah. near the chickens exactly i mean they're, they're <laughs> that's totally how i could picture a dinosaur being i mean and and i'm and it's more of a scientific belief now than it used to be, but that, that birds truly are the descendants of dinosaurs, um, mm -hmm. that the smallest dinosaurs eventually became birds, became feathered, um, the size shrunk. Um, but if you look at a chicken's feet, if you feel a chicken's like skin on their feet, it feels very reptilian. Scaly. Um, it's, you know, like what you, what a lizard, what a crocodile, alligator feels like. Um, that's how their feet are. I've never are. felt a crocodile or an alligator. Well, even well, even <laughs> like uh, you, you picked I'm up. I'm like you. you picked up a lizard, though, right? Like, I mean, they're that not on purpose. They're that like, leathery, that leathery skin, like uh, <laughs> you know. To me, it and and I'm gonna guess that. Actually, you know what? I don't think I've ever held a lizard in my hand. You've like never my held an hand. iguana or anything. No. Or? The only time I think I've ever picked up a lizard was when I caught one in my house when I lived on the other on our old side of town, mm -hmm. and it scared the shit out of me. And I caught it in a cup, and I accidentally cut its tail off with the cup too, oh, <laughs> and threw it outside so, in the cup. Jen, so Jen, I don't do think I've know, ever actually held one in my hand. I just want to see if you know the answer to this. Do you know why their tails come off like that? No. I think probably I do, but it, they grow back too, though, don't they? It's a defensive mechanism to try to distract whatever is hunting it. Because it breaks okay. off, it moves, and then the lizard takes off, and the hunter has to pick which one it's going to go after at that split second. I just wanted to see if you knew that or not. <laughs> if you pull a gecko's tail off, like halfway, it'll actually grow two tails. <laughs> You can break them off like halfway, and if it doesn't come all the way off, it'll actually reattach, but it'll still grow another one, and it'll grow two tails. Kind of crazy, huh? Troy kind of wants to do it just to see that I'm now. Such a dork. No, not really. I don't <laughs> think I don't think anybody in our family realizes how big of a dork I actually am. <laughs> we're getting we're getting You're there. Getting there. <laughs> these these podcasts surely can't be helping my image. <laughs> Uh, didn't you say something earlier when we were on break um, about like some kind of flying dinosaur being seen so, in modern time or something like that? Because we we're talking about dinosaurs, obviously. So, so yes, you know. and another credit to my uh, paranormal caught on camera show is the um, that pterosaurs have been seen and i believe as recent as a couple of years ago there was a video taken from somewhere in central texas and the first that's jumping out like a pterodactyl yeah it's like a pterodactyl the flying dinosaurs um pterodactyls okay. uh which they're not dinosaurs they're pterosaurs they're pterosaurs <laughs> I, I just want to make sure i knew what we were talking about <laughs> jeez 
uh, from what I'm seeing, it's showing a couple years ago in southeast Texas. Yeah, that that's the video that you're seeing then. And if you watch, it flies across the screen, then kind of tilts its head down and looks backwards, and you see the typical shape, the long beak, the long uh, bony protrusion off the like back of the head. Or... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you ha um, did you find the video, Troy? Um, I'm waiting for the ad to stop. Oh. <laughs> I was going to ask you to share it. Yeah, the video of that one's good. Um, there's also, I don't know if you might have seen this one, but there's a uh, picture from the Civil War. Should be coming up here now. So this is a group of Civil War soldiers who um, shot and killed this animal. Um, and... You know, to me, I'm sorry, there's no fake in that picture. I mean, you're talking 1865, 1867 camera technology. And, you know, that looks about as real as you can get, in my opinion. And nobody yeah. then, yeah. nobody back then was looking to cash in on internet fame. Um, <laughs> they weren't looking to spend hundreds of, you know, dollars. I don't know how many dollars, but dollars on making a fake one. It's not like they're going to be famous. So if this picture could be authenticated, then you know there's your evidence right there, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I can't find anything. The only one I find, it does not look... I don't know if it looks real or not. Yeah, it looks dumb. It, it looks like it was faked because the wings are moving really slow, but it's moving all at the exact same speed. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think, like, how possible, plausible do you think that could be, Justin? Well, until recently, 2000s, early 2000s, we weren't all carrying around video cameras. So the chances of catching a pterosaur in a photo to me were very small. Um, these are another type of animal that if you believe the legend, like for here, pterosaurs in Big Bend, you know, the Grand Canyon, places like that the way they blend in the size they're not humongous now there were humongous versions of them in the fossil record quetzalcoatlus was the size of uh like a, a 737 i mean but there's very small versions of them um whether it be the pterosaurs we're discussing the uh Burringer, the the small raptor chicken size type. Now that one's rather large, but let's just use an example that if you had a small chicken size type lizard, um, or if the size of a brontosaur had shrunk down to a hippopotamus size, you know, these forests are huge and vast, and there's so much that we don't understand. Um, even as smart as we are, we don't understand everything from genetics, from uh, DNA how these things got passed down. So in my opinion, some of these animals, it's totally possible that they're living descendants 
of now extinct versions of these animals. Um, I just don't see why not. I mean, when I when I stand in my area, I feel so small. And if this creature is half my size, and there's a small population in the hundreds, what? There's no reason to me that they wouldn't still exist. To go back to the old yeah. silly, silly cliche from, uh, oh God, what's his name? Anyway, uh, from Jurassic Park, life finds a way. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Malcolm, there you go. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Dr. Malcolm said it. Life finds a way um, from creatures that change their sex so they can reproduce in small populations to adaptations of these creatures being descended down from them it's not the same creature but very similar i just think there's no reason that they shouldn't have survived at least some of them into small populations i don't know that that means that that's true but it's what i want to believe yeah i mean i definitely i don't think if anything were to ever appear it would never be the size of what they once were. It's, that is definitely going to be those smaller descendants, like you said. Yeah, and a lot of that has uh, to do with the climate. The climate then. True. The amount of oxygen and everything else. The amount else, of oxygen yeah. in it. The temperature was on average something like 10 to 12 degrees higher across the world, which allows for larger versions of animals to grow. Um, and the fact that man is so prevalent now that a creature of that size can't stay hidden forever i mean Mm -hmm. we've we've found some of the largest creatures in the ocean um and and that's the only place a creature can grow to that size anymore the land just won't allow for it there's too many people too many cities too much diversity even in very remote areas uh the climate mixed with everything else just wouldn't allow for creatures of that size anymore Mm mm-hmm uh, this is a little off topic of the episode, but since we're talking about dinosaurs, um, humans are creating artificial meat now. Uh, do you think we're going to be cloning dinosaurs anytime soon? <laughs> Have a real life Jurassic Park in the next 20, 30 years? Well, weren't, weren't they already working on like the woolly mammoth? In the case of the woolly mammoth, there are very well-preserved specimens in encased in ice that we're talking yeah, like the permafrost you and can all that. drag dna strands full dna strands out of these animals and when you're talking about re- what's the term it's the retro something when you're basically they've got good dna in order to replace them and they've got good eggs that they can use from their bro- closest descendants the elephants and things like that um mm-hmm dinosaurs there's a large much larger step between 10,000 years and because here like here's a little known fact that blew my mind the first time I heard it did you know that there were still woolly mammoths alive when the pyramids in Egypt were being built yes like so I I mean you've got (laughs) DNA good DNA for a woolly mammoth going back a few thousand years there's a much larger gap when it talks to dinosaurs. Now, I mean, yeah, I, we're looking I love the 100, idea. 150 million years. Right. I mean, and I love the idea that you could get stuff 
like that from mosquitoes and amber and things like that. But the truth is that just over that length of time, DNA breaks down. I mean, um, yeah. so it'll be much harder. Yeah. I like their latest way they're trying to do it. Strangely enough, it involves chickens. They are... Um, they're trying to change the genes, they're right? They're trying to, to like grow teeth and stuff. therapy on the chickens to retro their genes back to what a dinosaur's would have been. So they've already grown yeah. chickens with tails. They've grown chickens with three toes instead of four. Like, I mean, it's so by, by gene editing is how they're trying mm-hmm. to create a quote unquote dinosaurs by retroing a chicken back to what a small dinosaur would have been like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so like through that over generations, they breed them and then it breeds all of those traits out. And then eventually they end up with an actual like lizard retro engineered from a chicken. Like it's yeah. just pretty crazy. What was it? that malcolm also said uh, we wondered if we could not if we should we didn't stop to think if we should <laughs> yeah there we go <laughs> yeah hey i'm personally <clears throat> i'm a full believer in life finds a way so i'm all against that like i don't want dinosaurs re-engineered like that that seems a little, not giant <laughs> that seems a little too dangerous for my taste um but so we'll see but i do think it's possible just not it's not going to be easy and it's probably not going to happen anytime soon but Mm -hmm. who am i to say they could be 20 years ahead of what we know and maybe they're already doing it you know what i'm saying which is maybe essentially the premise of the movie jurassic park (laughs) they've been working on it for (laughs) 20 years got it perfected grew some dinosaurs and then told the public about it so depending mm-hmm. on what country they were working so from, we might have a real life jurassic park who knows <laughs> maybe that's why we're seeing some of these weird I will not video go. cameras i know i would not go yeah. if the movies have taught us anything it's that you don't go to jurassic park uh-uh anyway i'll just wait for the for the phone videos to show that's exactly right <laughs> i'm not um, going to, especially during hurricane season uh, no um, so we talked about some of the, I guess, lesser known, some of the lesser known, um, talked about possible dinosaurs. Do we want to mention anything about the mainstream ones and see if we believe any of it or anything? Well, I mean, we kind of talked about Bigfoot a little bit already. Yeah. But I mean, um, you got like, you got Nessie, you got the Chupacabra, you got all these other ones. Which Chupacabra one, Justin, hits was home. it? It was the Yeti, wasn't it, that um, Josh Gates found that awesome footprint? The Bhutan Yeti, yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, I couldn't remember if it was a Bigfoot or a Yeti, because uh, I know they're complete, They're two different well, things. Well, it was a so. Yeti. It was called the Bhutan Yeti, which was in a country, uh, I think it's near Cambodia, um, called Bu- it's an area called Bhutan, um, that they found this, there's a Yeti living in the area, or a family of Yetis or whatever. Um, so yes, Josh Gates, thanks again, Josh. Um, he he's providing us f- full examples of this, and and essentially, if you go worldwide, they're the same creature, um, different colors, different variations. Um, yeah, you know, the if you go, it's like the Yeti is made for snow, right? If you go to the the <laughs> Pacific Northwest, it's <laughs> it's the Bigfoot. If you go yep. to Louisiana, it's the skunk ape. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. there's the grass man in Ohio and things like that. So just different terms um, prevalent more in your countries that are 
highly forested areas, um, mountainous areas, a lot of snow ones, which is the Yeti. Those are the whitish grayish ones, the actual Tibetan Yetis, the Russian Yetis. Um, and, and that to me is the one, and I, 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 it's hard, but I find that one to be the, the most realistic choice. Um, yeah. Of if if I had if you came to me gun to my head and said, which cryptid do you think is actually real and surviving in the world? It would be Bigfoot. I mean, um, I yeah. think I would say the same. Yeah. To me, that's your your most possible. Um, mm-hmm. Both. I think so. Both genetically, and you know, in terms of variation across the world, uh, which is something a lot of animals share snakes and things like that how many thousands of varieties are there they're all snakes but how many thousands of varieties are there across <laughs> mm-hmm. the world you know what i'm saying so this is where you go from your darker colored black in the pacific northwest to your grayish white ones you know that would explain some genetic diversity if nothing else mm-hmm. um, yeah so yeah gun to my head if i had to say any of any existed it would be that mainstream yeti hell uh, it could it could just be a big mutated gorilla for all we know why not that's what i mean do you have any belief in nessie i mean just because it's gone back hundreds of years hundreds and hundreds of years you know agreed um i i think in terms and there's variations of that across the world too lake champlain uh up around canada has their own variations of it Lake, mm-hmm. uh, there's one in Lake uh, Bost- Africa. Bostock in Russia has one. There's one in Africa that has one. Right. So I mean, there's I can't remember which there's one different is, but... variations of that creature. Um, but now you're talking, at least in the terms of some of these lakes, you're talking landlocked areas. I mean, um, that was my issue with it. Now there are some of these lakes, like some of the locks in in Scotland up there, have connecting caverns underwater. Um, where some of these lakes will connect to each other through underground means, but like the one in Harry Potter, Troy, and that's how the boat got to it in yeah. Goblet of Fire. Yes, I know. <laughs> you don't... I understand now. I'm sorry. I just watched that the other day too. Um, so I think you're talking 65 million years of evolution of a plesiosaur that first of all would have had to have survived the the you know the uh the Chicxulub crater the the asteroid strike it would have had to have survived that first of all it would have had to have learned to adapt from uh, saltwater to freshwater because nearly Mm -hmm. every lake i've heard of it being in is is freshwater right there's yeah not really an instance of a saltwater lake containing one um and those creatures pretty much strictly lived in the salt water in the oceans. I mean, so there's a lot too many ifs mm-hmm. there for me. Not to mention that the fact that the most famous photograph of Nessie <laughs> was proven to be a hoax. I mean, I know a lot of people The one that just is like the humps the black and white with the hump, in the water. Yeah, yeah. From like the 30s. He actually came yeah. out and said he hoaxed that photo. Did it really? Yeah, I, I didn't know I that. I believe, I mean, if y'all can find it before me but i believe he came I out i believe he came out and <laughs> said that photo or that photo was proven to be a hoax so your most famous picture of nessie is a hoax you know what i'm saying like this one that one to me to me just looking at this it looks like 
It looks like a toy in a bathtub. Exactly. That's what I was going with. <laughs> That's what I always thought. I mean, so. It looks like one of the dinosaur toys from Grandma's house and just put it in a bathtub and take a picture of it. That's exactly what I see. <laughs> Agreed. And so to me, to me, it's it's very hard. As much as I'd like to believe in the Loch Ness Monster, I find it very hard just based on the facts in this case. Mm-hmm. One thing that always got me, and it's not about Nessie, but you always hear about it, and it's from multiple different cultures from centuries ago that had no contact with each other that are representing the same like myth and legend, but it's dragons. I mean, of course, that one's also hard to believe because it could have just been dinosaur fossils or something like that. But well, see, that's where my mind tends to go when people bring up dragons. Is yeah, that they were finding fossils of creatures they didn't understand what they were, and possibly got stuff mixed up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just the only like argument that I hear that has some sort of I don't know, sound like something behind it is the fact that they were from like i said multiple different cultures around the world that had no communication with each other anything all describing the exact same thing but then again it could have just been a dinosaur fossil and they're describing the teeth and the head of a dinosaur (laughs) i don't know i mean if you look at you know even just something as simple as like the game of thrones and house of the dragons you know dragons on there they they do resemble dinosaurs and every type of dragon that i know of resembles a dinosaur Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying the lizard which actually fun fact the dinosaurs on in the game of thrones universe would technically i think be considered wyverns because they don't have four legs legs. they just have two back legs yeah Smaug is a true dragon because it can even talk. Yeah. Smaug, the like Chinese representation of one, is a dragon. Yeah. So everything Anyways, we know of are wyverns. Like, yes. Yeah. Wyverns. Looking at them, like scientifically speaking, like they would not be able to hold themselves up. Yeah, wyverns were more. Flying. I mean, especially like Vagar, the biggest one. Aren't, you know. Okay. Aren't chickens wyverns? Technically, because they don't fly, <laughs> they can hover little but they don't fly so yeah i mean couldn't they have just found a a chicken skeleton and that would be <laughs> chickens a are descendants chicken. of vagar like that would be a big ass chicken i've seen no, big but... chickens but i've never seen one that big yeah what is it the the brahmin chicken yeah or that big like that? one that's huge the brahmas yeah that's i have huge. a huge chicken he's like 12 pounds i mean but st- hits me about mid thigh when he stands all the way up like I have a huge, Damn. I have a huge chicken outside. That's a big ass. That's a big chicken. chicken. <laughs> um, so, on dragons, I'll throw my two cents in on dragons. Um, Would you consider dragons as cryptids or no? I think dragons deal more in the realm of mythology. That's kind of where I was cryptids. thinking okay. too. Um, Mytholo- if I had to pick a favorite explanation for dragons, have either of you seen Reign of Fire? With Christian Mm-mm. Bale, yeah, no, I like that where they theory were that st- they were like hibernating, they were like or hibernating basically, because uh, it even went as far as to explain how the fire was made. Um, it was a mixture of two chemicals from like essentially like venom sacks, basically, but it yeah. would spray out together and create 
so it was it wasn't really fire. Some sort of like combustion. Well, it was like napalm. <clears throat> it was like a mm-hmm. jelly fire. It wasn't like actual flames. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And then they also explained it in the fact that there was only one male. So. Yeah, it was that, the big male that was right. reproducing with all the and women. And that would explain the low females. population density of dragons. If there was one, mm-hmm. two males, you know, in a, in a thousand dragons, or one or two yeah. a male, um, that would explain that. But I, I, dragons, I think, are a, a mix of misidentification of dinosaur fossils along with maybe some storytelling, giant birds in the area, you know what I'm saying? The, uh, you know, like for instance, the California condor that has a 14, 15 foot wingspan. I mean, if I saw that flying yeah. and then found a head that might match that, that had a bunch of teeth in it, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, who knows? I mean, who knows? The world is so huge that, and there's so many things that we don't understand yet. Um, what's one of the most famous things that, um, any science sufficiently ahead of its time would be considered magic you know what i'm saying like <laughs> were the magicians like in ancient Egypt, never thought about that right i mean think about <laughs> it if if somebody from star trek the 23rd century whatever was to come back in time they invented time travel and they brought back tricorders and phasers and things like that that would seem like magic to us yeah. I don't know what those are. Lasers. <laughs> blasters. La- I never watched blasters Star Trek. Or projectile laser beams. Right. Blasters in sure. Star Wars. Lightsabers. You know what I'm saying? If they brought an actual yeah. working lightsaber and put it in front of you, you would like, oh my God, that's magic. Like, they, yeah, how do they get the light cool. to stop? Right. Like, <laughs> how do you contain it? There's theories about it. Magnetics, uh, magnetic field around highly energized plasma. You know what I'm saying? Would explain a lot. I've seen thing. a guy build one, but it was like a copper rod. That he heated up. I saw that. Yeah, you've seen that, that really video cool. too. Yeah. <laughs> I've also seen one. The guy created like a, like a mini flamethrower, basically. It like spit out butane that it kept in a fire. Anyway. Um, Are you saying like the uh, the Mandalorian wrist yeah, gauntlet thing? Yeah, kind of like that. But uh, anyway, so. Um, Sorry, Jen. We're nerds. Well, all right. I'm, I don't know. I just like I want maybe it's just the part of me that wants to believe that these creatures are real. Yeah, and we all need a little spice in our life. I mean, it's it's like the people that want to believe that a zombie apocalypse would happen so they can go kill zombies. It's the, <laughs> I feel like it's the same kind of feeling almost. I mean, to me, to me, the way I feel on a lot of these things is okay. It's it goes back to the old X Files poster in Fox Mulder's office. The UFO picture with I want to believe written on it. I mean, I mm. want to believe these things. I'd love for stuff like this to be real. But it's that mystery that lets us get on and talk for two hours about them. It's that mystery that um, creates web pages and people devoted to these things and who share their videos and pictures who, you know. So, in a way, I mean, creatures like this bring us together as humans. God, that sounds so cheesy. But it's true. But it's yeah, true, it's... though. I mean, I liked it, though. We wouldn't have these communities of people who share belief in these things. Or mm-hmm. you wouldn't have your shows like 
ghost adventures like destination truth if if we didn't have these legends if we didn't have skimpy evidence of things like this being out there so that somebody else could go hunt it down on a tv show for us to watch you know what i'm saying that's so yeah stuff like this brings us together and and i've enjoyed sitting here talking with you guys about it um i hope people that do listen to it would think about it or go look up some of these creatures like the Burringer. how many people have really heard of that you know what i'm saying that yeah. haven't watched destination truth i mean how many people have really heard of that not a lot you know what yeah. i'm saying so i hope that people who would come on and listen would go look up some of the stuff and and then in essence they're learning another culture they're learning another set of beliefs from the uh, aboriginals in australia in the case of the Burringer or in the uh what is it the mokele and bembe um they're learning something about those uh Cameroonian and, and, and African cultures in the way that they believe in their systems. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a way for all of us to expand our knowledge, whether or not you believe in the creatures or not. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how much I've learned just from watching Josh Gage show, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of my knowledge about a lot of different things have come <laughs> from just watching his show. <laughs> you are making me want to watch this a lot you know? more. Now. Well, and if nothing else, um, his show pushed me to that that I was talking about to then go and look it up online and find some yeah. more videos on it yeah. and read some stories about it. And so, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm thankful to the to guys like Josh Gates, you know, like Zach uh, at Ghost Adventures mm-hmm. for – helping me to want to go out and look for more stuff like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One thing I did want to bring up is, so this is kind of not about total cryptids, but uh, I went to Colorado recently. We just went for a friend's wedding. And one, uh, I've never seen mountains like that before. So that was amazing, amazing. by the way. I wasn't expecting to literally drive through mountains to get to Breckenridge. But uh, as we were doing that, and this is before I even thought about this episode, in my head I was thinking about the video of that Colorado tourist of Bigfoot. And in my head I was thinking, I was like, what if at the root, like at the top of the mountain, like just what if were you, I saw something? Were you close <laughs> to the area in the video? I don't know where oh. in the video it was. But I was driving from Denver to Breckenridge, which is an amazing drive, oh, yeah. and I recommend it for anyone that hasn't done it. Uh, and also, never thought that brake check stations were ever a thing. Oh yeah! Until I went down mountains where people are holding their brake for forty miles. I say there's <laughs> but... there's two of them on Pikes Peak. If you ever do Pikes Peak, there's two stops. And the guy, when I was coming down, actually did look at mine and say, well, yours are a little hot. Like, you need to pull off for, like, 10 minutes. And they'll make you pull off and stop for, like, 10 minutes. Yeah. The, we didn't have to stop, thankfully. But in, like, seeing, like, the the runaway truck ramps mm-hmm. up mountains, like it's crazy to think that that's part of someone's life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so that wasn't exactly for the episode, but I wanted to bring it up just because I was in the mountains. <laughs> We have, of Colorado, I mean, we, and there might have been Bigfoot. <laughs> we we have those truck ramp things out here too, Troy. Like, there's a few hills out here that are steep enough that we really? have a few of those runaway. Like the ones around Kerrville. Mm-hmm. There's some like 17 foot, uh, 17 degree grades and stuff like that that 
require you to have those pull-offs. Now, I've never seen them being used, but... There was one time when, I don't know if we were all together, Justin, when when I was driving to Kerrville, or if I was... If it was just me and Kenna and we were going to Kerrville, like, taking that route to go home some for some reason. I don't remember why I was going to Kerrville, but I was going from y'all. Uh-huh. Um, and we were going down one of the really steep hills. And I wasn't paying attention to my speed. And before I knew it, I looked down and I was at, like, 100. And I was like, oh, shit! Uh-huh. <laughs> it's crazy. Yes. And it's there are nuts. some out here that are like that. I mean, yeah. anyway. So, uh, Justin, I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to text you a picture of, uh, some of the, some of the pictures I took of the mountains and it was oh, crazy. Isn't, isn't it amazing out there? Like we think we've seen mountains and then you go out there, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah. Awesome. Well, I think this is going to wrap it up guys. Um, Justin, oh, thank you wow. for coming on tonight. We yes, really Justin, thank you. It. Anytime. I enjoy this. Um, but for next week, Troy, you're going to have to prepare yourself for next week. I'm, I'm excited, but I'm also <laughs> not excited because oh, of God. what you're about to say. Oh. <laughs> We're going back into our Harry Potter series, guys, and we are going to my favorite book, The Half-Blood Prince. And Is I'm, that a boo? Did or you say ooh? boo? I did say boo. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like that book? I, no, I, I couldn't it's tell just, if it was excitement or just boo. No, it's, it's, <laughs> Half Blood Prince is not one of my favorites, but um, oh, it, it, it's my favorite book. Not one of my favorite movies, but my favorite book. Um, but I've been kind of trying to put together my notes over the last like three weeks, <laughs> and. Like, I've been typing them up, like, in my notes section of my computer, and I've already got, like, eight pages. So I'm like, shit, I'm going to have to, like, really dial this down, or we're going to have to do two episodes. Well, <laughs> you better figure it well, out. Like, that is a long time on the, on the podcast because, for eight pages and Well, notes. because, Justin, you've read the book oh, and you've seen the movie. You know how much they left out. In the movie? Yes. Of the movie. Agreed. So I'm just like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I've got two weeks to figure it out until we have the episode. So stay tuned for that, guys. And hopefully Jenny can figure out how to make it into one episode. (laughs) Like I said, it's we say this for every episode, but it is going to be a fun one. It's going to be super fun. We say super fun every time. I'm just not excited of hearing your (laughs) list of three that has 27 people on it. I cannot stick to a, a list of three whatsoever nope, for the life of me. So got two words on that. Yeah. Sectumsempra. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, all right. So, Justin, again, thank you for being on tonight. I very much enjoyed it. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. I'm so, always happy to be. Um, we'll have to have you on another time. I'm sure the end of the year beginning of the or first of the next year troy will probably be taking some time off uh because the baby's coming so i'll probably be doing episodes with just other people coming on as like a guest co-host while he's taking some time off so maybe we can have you back and just you and i can do an episode of something else sounds good so 
we'll figure it out. Yeah. But so. thanks again, everyone. Thank you for uh, listening and joining us on another episode. Check out our website, um, the usual notes, like always. Check out social media. Give us a like, comment, and we'll see you on the next one. Have a good night, guys. Thank you.